book is good about. Her second book was it was to like bring you closer and be like. And I was talking to my mom about it. And a bottle feed. Are you in your heart? Every time I'm like, oh my gosh. Girl, welcome to Coffee Confessions. Good morning, guys. Happy Monday. I love our tagline. Um, I, we get asked a lot after 10 years of marriage for the both of us, um, we get asked a lot, like, what do you learn? Or like, what do you take from it? Or how do you do this? And how do you do that? And there's, I don't feel like there's like no right or wrong way per se. Yeah. I think everybody has their own reasons. Yeah. There's like, um, you just kind of go with the flow, right? Not everybody's personality is the, um, exact same so to say like what works for me would work for you um but we hope it does for the most part um so today we're going to talk a little bit about like what we've learned as a milso (laughs) (laughs) the dreaded milso that people get so offended over when you tell people that you are but yes there are as much as people say like this life like you're not the one serving or you're not the one who's in the military and you're completely right i'm not but It would be silly to say that I haven't learned a few things over the years throughout all the changes because every time the military changes something in my husband's life, it in turn, you know, changes our our like family life um, dynamic. So I think one of the first things that I had to learn as a military spouse was to give up control because I love to control my life. Like I like schedules. I like routines. I like all of those things. And that is very hard to sustain Mm -hmm. in a military relationship just because, um, it's crucial that you go with the flow and being a type A person, like I want to know where the flow's going, what time the flow's starting, where the flow's heading, where, you know, I just, I need to know all the details of the flow and the military is like Gnosis, like (laughs) just ride it out. And the quicker that you're able to just tell yourself like, okay, I can't control the military, but I can control my reactions to the military. I can control, you know, my home life as much as possible around the military. I can control my marriage around the military. I cannot control where they say we go, when we go, where my husband goes, when he goes, for how long he goes, but I get to control everything else inside my own little bubble. Um, And so I think a lot of spouses struggle with that because it's like you get married and you're like, we're going to mesh our lives together and we're going to do this together. And as much as you are, you're kind of not, it's almost like you live, you're living in two separate worlds where you're kind of trying to fit yourself into the military, but he's also trying to fit himself into family life. And so it's really hard to um, mesh those together if you're both trying to control the way that you mesh it together. Like I stay out of military things for the most part, and that makes it really easy on my husband to do his job and the things that he needs to do. And then we like um, make sure that we're being very attentive to our family life and things like that. So Giving up control is crucial. Um, reminding yourself, like, I can't change anything about the military, but I get to, I can change and control my surroundings at home, in my family, and, like, emotion-wise. Yeah. Um, actually, writing on the curtails of that, that was a great topic, <laughs> <laughs> um, is going to be, I've learned to 
have a lot of patience. Not that I'm always good at it, but having patience, especially with my spouse or the service member, because just as much as like we don't know what's going on and have no control of it, neither doesn't either. (laughs) Yeah, and it's easy to get super frustrated and like, oh my gosh, just like, what time are you getting off? Tell me so I can make dinner. Yeah. It's like, I don't know. I don't know. Um, so to be very patient when like the highs, you know, are high for him and the lows are low for him because, you know, he has stressors that I don't obviously he'll come home and tell me that but like I wouldn't know it in the moment or by like a five second phone call where he might have I can't yeah. talk right now like when my husband's like I can't talk right now I'm in a meeting but I'm like yeah I'm offended. Like, you know we're I'm definitely gonna put our money where our mouths are in this new coming chapter for our spouses because they're going to be drill sergeants and so I feel like we're going to be giving up a lot of control that we've had over the years um, as far as our family dynamic goes and we're definitely going to have to have a lot of patience. What am I, I hate putting my husband's dinner into the microwave. If I know he's going to be late, like I, I don't know why, like almost 11 years in, I hate putting his dinner in the microwave. It makes me feel so bad. And when you were saying that, like have patience, when are you going to be home for dinner? That's what popped in my head was drill (laughs) and knowing like for the next couple of years, it might be, very slim that we have him home for dinner and just being patient with him on that because yeah. it's not his fault. It's not to any fault of the service member. It's not like he's like, oh, yeah, babe, I'm going to hit the bar after work, put my dinner in the microwave. Like, no, then we'd have an issue, right? But um, dinner time, he's going to be marching, you know, trainees to chow and stuff like that. So he probably will miss dinner with us a lot. And so, you know, Felicia is completely correct in that you have to have patience and it's not always easy to do, but it's, it's, it's mandatory. Like you have to learn how to have patience with your spouse. Yeah. Especially with every new excursion that the military brings you, right? Like drill. We've never yeah. gone through that before. Um, it's going to take a lot of patience and loss of control to navigate those waters. And at least until you get into a routine and then you'll have a better idea of like, okay, well, we know what time he's going to be home for dinner. Or if he's yeah. not going home for dinner, we know more of this, we know more of that. But just giving him patience, like my husband, drill, <laughs> school, <laughs> was intense, my friends. I am not uh, yeah. going to lie. Coffee is here not to sugarcoat it. That school, like if your husband made it through during a breeze, that's great. But like our guys like put their heads down and studied and we both like called each other and we're like, is he I miss him. Y'all, funny. this is like a testament to how busy they are. So obviously when your spouse is gone, you, you send a spicy picture here and there. And so my husband and I were just, you know, flirting with each other over a text message. And I was like, I took like, I just got out of the shower. Do you want a picture? And he's like, yeah, but send it to me tomorrow. I'm studying. I can't get distracted right now. And I was like, <laughs> excuse me, where's my husband? Who is this? Like, you know, send send me your location because who has you captive? This is not you. But yeah, that school was intense. If your spouse is going through it or going to go through it, we'll be praying for you. But again, but that, patience, that patience, patience. <laughs> patience with them because like they didn't expect it to be so hard. Ruling, yeah. They didn't expect it to be so time consuming. I mean, over the course of 10 years, our spouses have gone to a lot of schools. They've deployed, they've done all of these things. And for us to say like, this is a pretty intense, like, you know, day to day experience. Yeah. yeah. It was more so the studying just because like they had to know all of the things that was like the intense part. It's not, I wouldn't say it's super, um, 
physically. It's like them being in basic again, I guess. I wasn't with my spouse during basic, so I, I don't know. Um, it's funny that you say but... that because when I was talking to my husband about it, um, I was like, why does it have to be so long? <laughs> um, I was like, well, so they finished, I think it was week seven or eight. Um, They actually finished like their graded portion and then yeah, week eight, they do non-graded work. And I was like, why are you there if it's non-graded? Like, I, why can't they- <laughs> Give them his hat them? and let him come home. Yeah, it's like, I'm waiting, hello. Um, and then they have graduation week nine. So if you didn't know that, now you do. Um, <laughs> but he said they want to make it equivalent to basic. And um, he said that to make sure the course is- uh, sufficient, like what, like, you know, like sufficient enough. Um, that's why they have the eighth week, um, of extra training is to make it the same as basic. So I learned something. Hats off to you new spouses (laughs) who go through basic with your, um, spouse, boyfriend, whatever, because man, that is hard. I, I like talking to my husband anytime (laughs) I want. Like I I call my husband at work and I'm like, what are you doing? He's like, I'm about to go into a meeting. I'd be like, oh, okay. So anyway, he'd be like, babe, I'm going into a meeting. Like, oh, okay. Like you want me to get off the phone with you? Okay, fine. Whatever. Um, but yeah, so there, that's just like one of the many, many lessons. The next one is we've talked about this in another podcast before, so we're not going to touch on it too much, but because it is something that we were forced to learn, um, we're going to hit on it briefly in this one and then move on. If you want, (laughs) if you want the full synopsis on that one, go check out, um, if they wanted to, they would. Like, I think one of the hardest lessons I had to learn, especially having after having children, was that if people wanted to come see me at Fort Carson or Fort Bliss or Fort Bragg, they would come see me. Um, unfortunately, that's a hard lesson that many of us have to learn. And I think it's one that you have to relearn over and over again because you get your hopes up and then sometimes, most of the time, all the time for me, <laughs> um, you're quickly reminded of this lesson over and over again. And I think it'll tie. I, I think I, if I'm the mind reading best friend that I know that I am, I think I know where Felicia's going to rebound off of this, but no. um, it, <laughs> this portion don't even know where she's rebounding yet. <laughs> well, um, I think it goes into learning to, I learned to make my own family traditions. I stopped going home to see my family on leave and started to make my own family traditions because I learned over and over and over and over again that my family was not a priority to certain people and that I had to stop making them a priority in my family and do things for my children and for my relationships. So, um, Felicia can touch on this more because her and her spouse did this over the summer, but go on vacations. Yeah. Like, well, I think it's one thing, you know, about the, if you want, if they wanted to, they would, it's a, it's a lesson that we have to constantly relearn because it's one we don't want to accept. Nobody yeah. wants to accept that family's not going to come see you because it's like right. lonely as it is. And you're like, no, no, my mine, No, they're definitely, I'm sorry, yours don't, but like mine will. And then you're put in the situation and you're like, wait, you're not, you're not coming. Like, yeah. Um, you're, you're doing what, like you're canceling on me. So, um, just always know, you know, if they can afford to go on vacation to Timbuktu in freaking Oklahoma, they can afford to come see you. Um, and so we're going to move past that because it's very touchy. <laughs> we will ramble for days on that You one. scroll back to that episode, but, um, yeah, go on vacation. That is, that's, that's a hard, hard 
hard <laughs> um, lesson for me because I'm Texan and that speaks volumes right there. Like if you know, if you are Texan, then you know. Um, but I love Texas. I love home. I love, I don't even have to be with family in Texas. I just want to be, get me across the border. <laughs> like, <laughs> I want to hit that state line and be like 85 miles from uh, speed limits. I want Waterburger. I want, you know, clear blue skies and Texas heat and sunshine. Like I, give it to me. Um, <laughs> you're coming home with me. <laughs> um, so that was a very hard one. My husband is really, really great at like, let's do this. Let's do this. And I'm kind of like, but I really want to go home and have a kolache. Like, <laughs> I really want to go eat here. And you know, I really want some sunshine. Um, but it's something that we have really made a priority in our family. Um, yeah. So you get, you know, typically like two vacations a year. Um, and we do try to go home sometimes. Um, but a lot of the time we have started to take family vacations. So when we went, when we lived at Bragg, um, we took a family vacation to Washington. Um, and we, that was really, really neat. We got to show, you know, my daughter, she was um, in school. And so show her the, you know, White House and all of these things. Um, and then over the summer was our biggest family vacation to date. Um, we went to Disney and that that will bring up all kinds of emotions for me because I never went to Disney as a kid. And so to be able to see like the magic in my kids' eyes, I was yeah. just like, babe, you're so good. Like you made such a good choice bringing them to Disney. <laughs> well, and I think another thing is like, you know, when you, when your kids look back on their childhood, you want them to have those memories. You want them to have those Disneyland memories. You want them to have the memories of going and walking around Washington, D.C. and things like that. I don't want my kids to be like, yeah, I never want, went on a vacation because we always went home to see, you know, grandma and grandpa. But grandma and grandpa were at work, so we just sat in their house and waited for them to get home. And then we would get in the car and drive back to our duty station like I would rather not like I want the memories where they're like mom do you remember that time we went to the to do this we went to the beach we did this we did that like those are the memories I want to give them I want to include anybody in them who wants to be included but I am no longer sacrificing my children's childhood and their memories to appease other people who don't give a shit about coming to see them any other time in the year so um I think the quicker that you start implementing making your own traditions as a family unit and vacations and things like that, it it makes military service a little bit easier because you have something to look forward to. Right. I mean, like Felicia said, she loves going home to Texas because, I mean, if you're from Texas, that's your entire personality. Oh, <laughs> but um, Our friendship ended right here. <laughs> no, listen, my, uh, my eight-year-old, she – when we drove from Colorado, she like, we stopped in Texas and she still talks about, it. she's like, I want to go back to Texas. I'm going to go back to Texas. Like she, she loves Texas. See, so. I mean, did you see my baby in a Bucky seizure? It was so <laughs> cute. Um, yeah. But I want to kind of like tie, like tie into that. Um, when you do go home, um, because you're going to go home, it's inevitable. Sometimes you're going to go home. Um, take full advantage of it to date your spouse. When we went home, um, I surprised my husband with like a night out, um, like a hotel, like dinner and things. And it was so good for our marriage and like exactly what I needed to, after all of his time, like away, I needed mm -hmm. to kind of like 
relearn and rekindle and just like be husband and wife versus just mom and dad. Right. Um, If you're like Cody and I, we're 100% comfortable with leaving our kids with each other. You know, sometimes we're like, oh, I really don't want to leave you with 10 kids. Like a burden, like, yeah. But, But you know, then again, it's like, give me my baby, okay, because he (laughs) loves me. (laughs) Um, But, you know, when you go home, you're like, that's my mom. My mom, my kids, I am, I can go to sleep without a worry in the world. Um, there's no way I would go overnight without my mom or his right. mom or something like that watching my children because I'm just not, I, and you know, no digs to nobody, but I'm just not mentally there. <laughs> like I can't do that as a mom. Like I worry too much. And so to have like a carefree and just like be husband and wife um, and go out and enjoy our time together, that is like one of my favorite perks of being home. Yeah, definitely. And it, ta- it takes out like the, um, like when it's your mom watching your kids, I don't feel like you have to like check in as much. Like obviously yeah. you're going to check in on your kids, but like when you're with a babysitter or something like that, you're like, are they behaving? Like, are they being good? Did they go to bed? Good for you. With my mom, I'm just like, are they alive? Like every right. few hours or something like that. Or if she needs something, she'll let me know. Um, but like, I have complete confidence in my mom watching my children. I know she knows the rules. Like a babysitter will be like, my kids know how to manipulate y'all. So (laughs) it would be too easy for my kids to be like, oh yeah, my mom lets me have six Hershey bars and I don't have to eat any dinner. It's totally fine. My mom would be like. What did she say the other day? We live in a pigsty. What did she say? (laughs) Oh, so my neighbors were watching my kids while I went to a wrestling tournament and my house, like Felicia can attest to this. I'm an OCD freak. Like my house stays very, very clean, tidy. It's my safe haven. That's how I like my home. And so I made sure my house was ready to go before I left, made my kids lunch and me and my son headed out to the wrestling tournament. As I get home, my, my neighbor who watched them was like, yeah, you know, your oldest was like, um, can we come to your house? And she said, well, why do you want to go to my house? She said, oh, cause my house is a pigsty. We live like pigs. And I'm like, oh gosh, you know how like they, like you read those like articles from like, I don't know, psychiatrists and all that stuff. It's like, oh my God, you are the voice in your child's head. Well, when my kids decide they don't want to clean their room for a week and they have like apple cores and like God knows what growing underneath their bed and stuff. Yes. I have told them that, you know, this is a pigsty and we're not living mm-hmm. like pigs. That's what my mom told me growing up. And I don't live like a pig. Um, and so she was like, your house is like one of the cleanest houses I've ever been into. What are you talking about? So yes. Um, but my eight-year-old is definitely very much, I don't even remember where we were going with that. Like my side, <laughs> <laughs> my brain just went like, boop. I don't okay, know. Okay, I'll pick it up then. Um, Please. So um, another topic, I, I think they all kind of tie into each other and that's why we call it, you know, like it's a lesson that we've learned in this life. Yeah. That, um, we keep learning. <laughs> yeah. You keep learning because it's hard. Like I said, it's hard. Sometimes you forget the, those things, you know, um, like this next one is kind of hard <laughs> um, to remember that your spouse or your significant other is worth the wait because yeah. deployments are hard guys. Deployments. I am missing my spouse like crazy. I miss my spouse after four weeks, six weeks, you know, like nine weeks during the drill school. I was like, please come up to me. <laughs> I think the hard part too, is like watching it on the other side. Um, I know for me, like my day to day as a mom and a stay at home wife is 
it's a little routine. Like I pretty much do a lot of the same things every day. And sometimes it's easy to watch him from afar and always have something going on and something to do. And by the time you get to talk to him, it's like, they're tired. They're ready to go to bed and stuff like that. And it's, and it's easy to be like, do you even miss me? Like, do you even love me? Do you even want, like, I'm here doing all of this. And it's really easy to let those intrusive thoughts sneak in and be like, would he care if I left? Like, would he care? Like, I mean, essentially I'm already a single mom and he's, you know, a dad away from his kids. Like he could just pay me child support and we can just move on. You know, I don't know. Maybe that's just how my brain works. And I need my husband to reel me back in a little bit, but because I have really, because I literally texted my husband, like, do you miss me? <laughs> do you just want me to like do this on like, my own? Babe, I'm busy. Like, I'm sorry. And I was like, okay, I just needed to make sure you're missing me as much as I'm missing you. But yeah. it really is, you know, I've never, you go through those times, you, you know, maybe not, you know, oh, I want a divorce, but it's like, no. do you miss me? You know, like, I you, I feel like you're doing all of these things and you're busy, but like, I still want to be thought of and, you know, like, yeah. hey, you know, and my or like, you really, just want to give up. Yeah. My husband is really um great at like sending me like, good morning. Like I'm going to bed. I love you. You know, things like that Um, to let me know because he knows his life is needy. <laughs> um, but I've never not even through those hard times, you know, through deployments and whatnot, I've never not been happy when my spouse came home. I don't care if it was two weeks, four weeks, six weeks, six months, nine months. I have always gotten butterflies and like, oh my God, my husband came home today. I literally was thinking that during drill, I was on week seven and I was like, oh my God, my husband comes home in two weeks. Like I'm going to make a TikTok because my husband is coming home. Yeah, and I think it's easy too though when you're in the thick of it, like Murphy's visiting, um, your kids are being hellions and there's just like so much going on and then you tie in those feelings of like, do you even miss me and things like that. It's easy to want to give up and like you lose sight of what the wait what you're waiting for. Like what's like you could totally be like, Oh, it's worth the wait, it's worth the wait. But in the thick of it, you're like, No, it's not. Like, I don't want to do this anymore. I want a normal life. I don't want to have to wait for you anymore. But like she said, like the minute they come home, um, if you've never been to a homecoming, uh, I know a lot of times soldiers are coming home like at the airport and stuff. And that is just, ex- just as exciting. Um, but if you have never been to like green ramp at Fort Bragg and experienced watching that plane land and like the energy of every spouse around you feeling the same thing, like, it's over. Like we did it. He's home. And I'm so excited to grab him. And like um, watching that plane land, watching him get off the plane, watching them march in, listening to like the speech and being like, hurry up, let me have him. And then the sea of chaos of finding your spouse, that is what makes it worth it. That's what, when it all washes away. And you know how like they'd say that, um, like when I, I feel like I have a good analogy here when they say, um, like you're in labor and that pain is like the worst pain you've ever felt in your life. If you're, if you've, if you've gone through labor, you know, I'm right. But what do they tell you? The second that your baby is born, you forget it. Like you forget how bad it hurts. And years down the road, you, you can remember like, yeah, that shit fucking hurt, but you, you'd forgot how bad it hurts. Mm -hmm. And so I feel like a deployment on that homecoming or um, maybe it's a long TDY or whatever 
it all goes away just like like that late like they tell you in labor like okay you just got to get to the homecoming and all of that stress and that pain and that resentment or whatever it is that you're feeling that was negative it goes away like just like that like so quick it's gone like just with that kiss and it's like okay yeah. this is what i was waiting for yeah like it was worth it everything was worth it like you said they all tie into each other so you have to have the patience and the loss of control in order to get there and uh-huh. have that moment. Um, because if you don't and you throw in the towel, you're never going to have that. And right. it, it doesn't matter. You're every single time he's come home. I was happy. Yeah. I, was like, I made it. I don't care if it was two weeks, you know, and I'm not like I'm independent. I was raised like, you know, my dad was like, Oh, we don't need no man. You know, like you got this, <laughs> you'd be fine. And I was like, okay, I'm completely confident in all my skills, but also like, I need this man. Like <laughs> I, I, I want this man. I'm hooked. <laughs> like I need him here. And so um, as confident or as independent as I can be, like when he's here, I'm like, this is, this is it. Like, this is my person. This is who you're trying to do life with. So yeah. um, making it to that moment is always like, it's the best feeling. Um, but doing those, um, you have to show up. That's yeah. our lesson. Um, I'm super, I'm super, what is the word? Um, I'm super, I tend, I'm going to just go a different way. (laughs) (laughs) I tend to be the one who's like, oh, I don't want to try to find a sitter for our kids. Oh, I want to do this um, for showing up as things like a military ball, right? My husband is super excited to parade me around and be like, this is my life. Um, And I'm like, I don't want to go through, you know, finding a sitter. I don't want to go through, you know, Hey, where are we going to do the tickets? Da, 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 you know, but at the end of the night, I'm like, I'm so glad we did this or yeah. um, showing up to promotions, whether it's, you know, promoting to E7. <laughs> I was there for Cody um, and her husband. And I, let me tell you what, that was so nerve wracking for me too, because <laughs> I'm an introvert. And so we put on like an entire lunch and then there was like this formal ceremony like I've been to promotion ceremonies but it was just like a quick like come up here rip the patch off put the patch on and that 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 was it this was like an entire ceremony where they were like singing songs and saying creeds and uh like presenting me with flowers I don't know this. (laughs) What is this one? I know I had no idea and so um I mean as much as I was put out of my place. Like I knew it made my husband very happy that I was there because I could have sat at home and let him promote by himself. I mean, society or at least military society tells us that we're supposed to just, you know, be in the background and not involved in these things. And thank God that I have the spouse that I have who is very supportive of even me doing coffee and building the community that we're building, but also he wants me involved. He wants me there. He wants me at his promotion ceremonies and things like that because, and I always feel, I even said this before, like he thanked me at his promotion ceremony. Um, and I felt like I should have thanked him because I have a beautiful life because of my husband um, because of all of his hard work that he does, I'm able to stay home with our children for the last eight years. Like I don't have, I don't want for anything. Okay. I do want for things, but because I have expensive taste, but <laughs> for the most part, I'm very well taken care of because he works extremely hard. And so for me, it, as much as it made me uncomfortable to go to that ceremony and stand in front of all those people and, um, you know, host a lunch and all these things, I knew it was important to him. And it was the least that I could do 
to be there and show him that, you know, I'm in your corner and I support you. And, you know, military life is not always my most favorite thing that we do together, but, um, I, I stand with you. Like we're in this in the long, for the long haul together. And so if that means that I have to stand in front of a group of people and, you know, be nervous about what I look like and fidget because I don't know what I'm doing, I'm going to do it because I know he would do it for me. Yeah. Because everybody wants, at the end of the day, everybody wants to know somebody's in their corner, literally. Yeah. And I can tell my husband till I'm blue in the face that like, you got this babe, I'm here to support you from my couch. <laughs> yeah. Four-year-old, you know, you don't always want to, when Cody was like, are you coming to this promotion? I was like, do I have to? Like, I got kids, you know? <laughs> um, nobody wants to wrangle a four-year-old during a promotion ceremony, but you do those things to show support for the ones you care about. And it might not seem like something big to you. It might be intimidating like it was for us. Um, but I know, I can promise you at the end of the day, they're going to be so grateful and just be like, thanks for coming. Because that's what my husband has said at his promotion ceremony. Yeah. Um, I've been at all of the promotion ceremonies that I was able to make it to, you know, unless I was sick or having babies or something like that. Um, I remember at Bragg, my husband got promoted in like the motor pool and they Uh were like, it was like three guys and me and my husband. And, um, at the end he was like, thanks for coming. (laughs) Oh, like I don't really think this was anything, but okay. Yeah. Like, Um, and also like reenlistment ceremonies and stuff like that. I mean, as much as the one thing I could, if I could tell you something is as much as you may not think that your support means a lot to your spouse or that it's crucial to their success, it is because Mm -hmm. there is nothing harder than trying to navigate something like the military and knowing that the one person that you chose to do life with hates your job and is like, not, I don't do anything to make my husband's life hard or anything like that. But like at the same time, like I, and I don't go out of my way to make it easy. I just support him like, oh, okay. Like you have to deploy. Well, what good does it do me to bitch and whine about it? You're going to have to go anyway. So I'm just going to make you feel more guilty because you have to leave me. You, I know you don't want to go. Right. Or I may love where we live. I, I don't think any spouse would come home with PCS orders and be like, look what we got. We're moving knowing that like you have an entire group of friends and your, your children are well-rooted in their school and, and thriving and doing well. I don't think any service member is excited to share that news. Um, so I think it's important to remember that you're net while you're allowed to have negative feelings about whatever, whatever is happening in your spouse's career and how it may affect you personally, Find a friend to vent that to maybe if you don't know how to vent it productively to your spouse without making them feel like shit for their job because, you know, they can't control it and there's nothing they can do about it. And there's not, there's a lot of competition in the military. There's not many people that these service members can turn to and, um, find like that same support. It's very competitive, especially as you get into promotions and um, schools and things like that. It's a very competitive uh, career field. And so as much as, you know, you may not think that they need your support or your words of, of um, encouragement, they do. So please, 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 if you can, please be in their corner supporting them. Yeah. And, um, we know some of these are common lessons 
Right. Like if you ask anybody about family visiting or leave, um, you already know the answer to that, you know. Um, but these are after 10 years or say 20 because we're together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're in the long haul now. So she's stuck with me, even though, you know, she just just texts us in this episode. But we're just going to roll past that. <laughs> <laughs> um, we hope you guys can take at least one lesson and apply it to your life. Um, and we'd love to hear some of the lessons that you've learned over your years as a military spouse. Meeting new friends can be hard, especially as a military spouse. That's why we're inviting you to our monthly virtual meetups. You can subscribe to Milso Meetup for $9.99 a month on Facebook. Upon subscription, you will receive links to two Zoom calls, one evening and one morning to ensure we get to meet as many friends as possible, as well as an exclusive and private Facebook group with other subscribers. We hope to see you on our next call. Well, that was our confession for this week. Don't forget to subscribe and follow us on social media to catch the latest. Hashtag spill the coffee.